Good afternoon, folks. That time again, time for the Elephant in the Room on WJAS 1320 AM and 99.1 FM Talk. This is your host, Sam DeMarco, joined in studio by, as always, you know, my, uh, this is tired, folks, isn't it? Our executive director, man of few words, John Schneider, and our producer, dazzling Daryl Grandy. Daryl, the man who makes all the technical things happen, that allows you to hear us and our guests. Good day, Sam. It is a good day, and, you know, it's a beautiful day here in Allegheny County, and I'm excited about this show, John, because, you know, as we get close to the holidays, people are also, from an electoral standpoint, already starting to look ahead to 2024. Yes. And we are fortunate today to be joined on the phone by a friend of mine I've gotten to know over the last year and an announced candidate for Pennsylvania Attorney General in 2024, and that would be Dave Sunday, who's the District Attorney of York County. Dave, welcome to the show. Uh, hello, Sam. It's great to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to join you today. Well, it's great to have you. And, you know, I mean, hey, listen, you, you probably don't hear that a lot having from coming from a Marine, having been in the Navy, okay? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I am happy to hear you. And, listen, why don't you tell the folks, our listeners, you know, here in Allegheny County, a little bit about yourself. Sure, I appreciate that, Sam. And just so you know, my 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 dad was a Marine as well, uh, and so he feels the same way you do about me joining the Navy. <laughs> um, but I'm very, but I'm very proud to have done done so. So, you know, Sam, I am the District Attorney in York County. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, York is uh, directly north of Baltimore, uh, so we kind of go from Harrisburg down to uh, the Maryland border. Um, it's a very very busy and robust DA's office, and we'll come back to that, but. Like you mentioned earlier, so I joined the Navy right out of high school. Um, I was 19. I went. I was an enlisted guy. I was an E1. So I swabbed decks and ship paint, and I served on board a warship, and we were deployed all over the world. So I was in uh, Desert Strike in the Persian Gulf. I was in the Caribbean and Central and South America, where I did a lot of counter-drug uh, operations. And so those four years of active duty were really my formative uh, years. And so... I came home, and, and you'll see here, Sam, that I had a little bit of a different path to come to this place, and I'm very proud of it. So mm-hmm. after uh, the Navy, I ended up working at UPS, and so I worked at UPS for eight years. Uh, so I did my undergrad during the day, and I worked at UPS at night, and then I worked at UPS during the day, and I went to law school at night. And, and I can tell you right now, during that time period, you know, I really always thought I was kind of behind you know, a lot of my friends were, were off and they were doing doing things. And I was, you know, an enlisted veteran uh, who was working at UPS. But I'm going to tell you right now that um, those years were some of the best years of my life. Um, they built the foundation for a lot of the um, leadership skills that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, they helped me ultimately as a prosecutor and as a DA um, for, because I spent so much time uh, with with normal people, um, that struggle through life, and and I really took time uh, to 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 learn a lot of of what they deal with, and and that's who I am coming to this. So um, after law school, I ended up uh, getting a job as a law clerk for a judge in York County, and then after um, that clerkship was over, I started working in in the DA's office. And next year will be my 17th year um, here in York County, and so as you can see, I have a very di- diverse background um, to bring me to this point. Uh, as a prosecutor, Sam, I have done everything pretty much you can imagine, all the way from the lowest level cases, all the way up to litigating uh, death penalty cases, um, t- 
tons of homicide jury trials. Uh, I've, I've, I ran our felony drug unit. I ran our major crimes unit. I was chief of litigation. I was a special assistant United States attorney for four years where I helped uh, coordinate uh, big federal conspiracy cases uh, from York County and federal court. Um, but I'm going to tell you, Sam, the reason why we're talking today and, and why I'm running for attorney general is because of all of the things that I have done and my passion, not only for holding people accountable, but for for attacking a lot of the causes of crime. Uh, and, and I'm sure we'll take a dive into this. Mm-hmm. But in York County right now, which is one of the, the highest criminal dockets in the state, uh, we've decreased crime by 40 percent from the 10 year high, uh, which equates to around 30 percent during the time that I have been uh, the elected D.A., uh, similar to Allegheny County and a lot of other counties throughout the Commonwealth, um, we have had an absolute terrible opioid epidemic that has really decimated um, this community, families in this community. And, and that really um, was where I started down the prevention path. And this is going on probably close to eight or nine years ago uh, when we first started attacking opioids um, from the prevention side of it. And we can come back into that. With regard to mental health, Sam, we have a tremendous mental health crisis um, in the country, in the Commonwealth, in York County. And, and, mm-hmm. and I can tell you right now that we have gone all hands on deck to attack the mental health crisis, to help people um, get treatment for their mental health, um, for mental health crisis is causing a lot of the crime that we see around us. And a third prong of the stool, Sam, is what's called reentry. And so uh, when I worked at UPS, I worked with a lot of people that were maybe on work release, people that have had second chances. And I'm going to tell you right now, some of the hardest workers, I mean, there's magic that happens when someone recognizes within themselves that they have the power to change their own lives. And, and I never forgot that. And so we collaborate here in York County with uh, manufacturers in the community, with, with employers. And um, Harley-Davidson is one of the companies that does this for us. But we get people into, into jobs after they've been held accountable. And that's the key, Sam, is accountability. You have to have both. And so on the one hand, we attack crime head on. We do everything we can to hold violent criminals accountable, um, child predators, people that are you know, abusing the elderly, rape, all those serious crimes. And at the same time, we embrace what I call redemption on the other end. Well, Dave, I think you know, a couple of the reasons why you and I, I think, hit it off when we first met starting about a year ago is similar backgrounds. You know, like you, you know, I went to high school and left high school and directly joined the Marine Corps. It was after that that I went to college. So, you know, you, you, when you talk about your background, it should be something that many of the hardworking blue-collar folks in Allegheny County and across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania can identify with, you know. Not somebody born with a silver spoon in their mouth or anything like that, but somebody who worked their rear end off, you know, as you said, working during the days at UPS so you could go to school at night. And uh, so I think... You know, as you said, I think that is ev- that's evidence of the hard work or the, the high work ethic that your parents and that you have instilled in yourself. And I think that's uh, something that folks could look forward to as an attribute, you know, or a good characteristic of you as, as a particular candidate. Votes well for somebody that's going to run for statewide office, you know, and, and going to traverse the 67 counties here in Pennsylvania because, you know, we're not Delaware or Rhode Island, my friend. You're you're taking on quite a, quite a chore here. No, nope, absolutely. I understand that, Sam. And, uh, you know, this for me is mission-based. I mean, for, I have a son who's in third grade. Uh, I'm married. 
And what I have seen, not only through my life as an enlisted guy in the military, through my time at UPS, as a prosecutor um, who's been in the trenches, you know, what I can tell you is we have a community that's hungry for what I call accountability. Um, I want to see a society where we do hold people accountable, where we do decrease crime like we have here uh, in York County. Um, and because, Sam, until we get wrap our hands around that and until we we embrace the fact that it is a critical component to healthy, a healthy life, um, to a healthy business environment, to healthy families, uh, we're never going to move ahead as a society. And, and for me, I mean, this is my passion. I, I love being the elected district attorney. I love being a prosecutor. And that is the exact same passion and drive as to why I'm excited about campaigning in 67 counties. And I'm really looking forward to this. Well, and, and you know, again, when you talk about the background, <clears throat> one of the things that intrigued me, you know, and drew me to you was the fact that you, you stressed the need for accountability, you know, to pay your debt to society, but also you providing programs and opportunity for redemption, you know, for second chances, as you put it, for reentry back into society where folks can help grow, recognizing, as you said before, that they're in control of their life, you know, and that they don't have to continue down the road, that those mistakes or poor choices they made previously, you know, are not going to, I don't want to say stay with them for the rest of their life, but are, are, are not going to, you know, um, penalize them for the rest of their life, okay? And, and, and that's the thing I think so many lose sight of. I mean, here in Allegheny County, you know, we have, you have folks like myself who are law and order folks, and then you have the progressives who want to run around talking about, well, we just can't incarcerate people. We just can't do this or that because uh, that doesn't work, okay? But at the same time, we need to keep people safe, and folks who commit crimes and break our laws need to be held accountable. You know, I'm all for folks taking the time or opportunity to delve into the quote-unquote root causes that they're always looking for. But I don't believe that that means that we we stop, you know, holding folks accountable and right. prosecuting as we know how today. And I exactly. think that's what we need. We need that we need that blend, right? So, you know, the, the do-gooders are the progressives that believe that, that alternative methods should be better. Great. Go out there, do studies, you know, do proof of concepts, and you can work on it and prove it. In the meantime, you know, our job is to stop the people that are taking and shooting, raping, and killing people off the streets. You know? Exactly. And, yeah. So, and I, I think exactly. you, you're in your career and the things you've accomplished, I think you've struck a great balance there in trying to do that. And, and what, as you pointed out, just north of Baltimore, is a high crime, could be a high crime area, you know? <laughs> so. Oh, absolutely. You know, if I may, Sam, real quick, one yes, of sir. the things, I'll give you a prime example. So um, York County, so we were uh, one of the leaders in the country for prosecuting people for a crime called drug delivery resulting in death. So when a drug dealer d delivers a drug, you know, drugs to an individual, and that person dies as a result of the drugs that someone's dealing. Uh, if the circumstances are appropriate, we charge them for drug delivery resulting in death. And again, we were one of the, the, the most active counties in the country uh, for that. At the same time, Sam, we have also, as a collective body here, 
um, and I was one of the founding members of this, we started a nonprofit called the York Opioid Collaborative, where we do everything we can to help um, de- decrease barriers to treatment. We do everything we can to, to educate the community, to work with the community. I mean, our board is made up of everything from the faith-based community to uh, police chiefs, to people that are, um, that we, to doctors, physicians. And so it's critical that, that people understand that it is not mutually exclusive to ensure you hold people accountable. You decrease, decrease crime. Okay. And at the same time, embrace redemption for those individuals that have already been held accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, because 95% of every single person that goes into prison is coming back out. And when you think about those numbers, as a society, w- w- what do we want those people to do? I want them to recognize that they have the power within themselves, that government doesn't have to do it for them, that they can take control of their lives, that they can be business owners, that they can be together with their family, take care of their children, uh, pay their taxes, pay their restitution to victims. And I think that that's really the place where we need to go. And we have a long track record of doing that here where I sit as the elected district attorney, which, as I said, has resulted in a almost 40 percent decrease in crime, but also a tremendous decrease in the amount of of taxpayer costs into the criminal justice system. Millions of dollars a year are saved as a result of decreasing crime through what I call um, maximum engagement by law enforcement. Well, I mean, that, that's where I see you having great appeal you know, within the Commonwealth. You know, again, the focus on accountability, but also uh, programs and things like that in place for retraining, for redemption, you know, for folks who are recognizing this. And then providing programs that give them the opportunity, you know, to get their diplomas or to receive alternative training or things of that nature, you know, so that when they do get uh, released, they're able to reenter society and be productive citizens. Absolutely. You know, another point real quick that I want to make, Sam, Mm -hmm. and this is the first time that we've done this uh, show. And so, you know, I apologize if I'm throwing a lot out there at you. No, love to hear it. um, Love to hear it. Another another huge part of this is the mental health crisis. So we have a tremendous mental health crisis, and that is a crisis of a lot. There's a lot of different reasons for that. But the reality is that our police officers every day are being called to do mental health calls. And as a result of that, um, they're often in harm's way um, or they're going to a situation where they really don't know what to do with these individuals. So uh, we obviously, like some other places have, we have embraced the co-responder model. um, But at the same time, it's important for people to remember. And I think this, and I think you touched on this earlier that you can't forget accountability. And so with initiatives like this, the police are the ones that make the decision. Is this a safe situation? The police go first. Should this person be arrested? Is this a person who may not have committed um, a crime that is just having a mental health crisis? Let's bring in this co-responder, this trained mental health professional, to get them to a place where they can have an assessment done. And it's amazing because through our co-responder initiative, we have been able to save, I mean, thousands of hours of police time where instead of sitting in an emergency room, that trained police officer is out on the street investigating um, the serious crimes where we want police um, to be. And so we have partnered with our regional health care provider, uh, WellSpan. We also have UPMC here in York as well, and we're in talks with UPMC. 
um, to really bring everybody to the table um, to continue to collaborate and, and make sure our police have the tools to do their job. Get people with, me- I mean, our prisons aren't made to be mental health treatment centers. <laughs> like, no. I mean, it's, it's a tremendously sad state of affairs we're in with regard to that. And, you know, God willing, I'm elected attorney general. That's something that I'm going to put a tremendous amount of focus into. Well, and, and you bring up a great point there. And, you know, that's the, well, the co-responder um, program is working for you folks. In Allegheny County, we really don't have that yet, but we do have programs similar. Like I know a lot of our municipal police departments are very thrilled with the help they can get from a program called the Resolve Crisis Centers. The issue, though, is that we don't have enough staff, you know? Right. And sometimes the officers will be on scene and they're calling for the for someone from the crisis center to come. It's difficult. And I, you know, I, I've after hearing testimonials in regards to how well the officers liked the program and how they felt it was effective, you know, I went to the head of our human services and said, hey, you know, how much money do we need? Because I would advocate for it in the budget to increase the staffing in this area because of the delays, you know, in getting someone out there. And she said, Sam, it's not about the money. She says, we can't spend down the money we have allocated now. She said it was about, it's actually about the personnel just they just don't have the staffing levels, you know, and they meet with UPMC here locally, you know, every other week to talk about how they can take and increase the staffing levels. But, you know, all these things um, come into play here as we start to look at some of the challenges that we as a society have and which affect the quality of life, you know, in our municipalities or where we live. You know, we talk about crime. You know, I have a colleague on county council that just did a walk around with another radio personality here in town who said that no drug dealers should ever be arrested because she says, well, when, when one gets arrested, then the people that they sell to, well, they just go looking for somebody else or another dealer and that other dealer that could be fentanyl there and puts them at risk. And I, you know, they, folks completely lose sight of the fact, well, what about the families of the victims? What about the families of the people who they sold drugs to? who, as you pointed out, you know, in your program, you prosecute drug delivery resulting in death, okay? What do they tell the parents, the siblings, the children, spouse, you know, of those folks when they say, well, we should never arrest, you know, a a drug dealer. They advocate for complete legalization of drugs and things of that nature. If you were elected attorney general, what would you advocate for at the state level? What do you believe that your office could do to try to help address the mental health and the substance abuse crisis that we're suffering or currently undergoing here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? Well, I think to start, a couple points I want to make here. So, so the first part is with regard to, we'll start with mental health. So a lot of the things that we do um, in, in York County are initiatives that easily, well, not easily, but but generally could be um, mirrored in other places. Um, and it's not just your county that's doing these things. So I'm on the executive board of the District Attorneys Association for the state. Um, and, and as such, I work with many, many of the elected DAs all throughout um, Pennsylvania. And so I am sort of privy to a lot of these different initiatives that other people have done um, that have been fantastic and things that that we all sort of learn from from each other, Sam. Mm-hmm. And and as attorney general, what the attorney general can do 
is really go to each of these different places, these district attorneys, and sit down with them. And essentially, this is part one to this, is, is offer to help. Whatever you need, we're here for you in any capacity that we legally can be to assist you with what you're doing. Um, the attorney general has the bully pulpit uh, with regard to arguing publicly uh, for different policy positions, um, for different budgetary considerations statewide, and, and for different things that could impact and help these district attorneys. I mean, you have a lot of DAs throughout the Commonwealth who are maybe, Sam, they're at smaller counties. So you're sitting in the second largest DA's office uh, jurisdiction in the Commonwealth. Um, but many of these counties are small counties where they might only have one or two elected DAs um, or one or two D, uh, prosecutors. Obviously, they all have only one elected DA. And so a lot of them do not have the time to take deep dives into these policy issues like those of us do that have the resources. Mm -hmm. And so you want to offer expertise. You want to offer assistance. You want to offer um, sitting down with them and, and even with maybe their health care providers and different people in the community and explain how to do this. You want to be able to provide the, res the whatever available, available resources you have to support the police in every jurisdiction. You know, what can we do to help the police and to help law enforcement get the job done. Um, turning back to uh, substance abuse, you know, one of the issues there is to start with, and I just want to make a comment about something you said, and that is not, not arresting drug dealers. So the reality is I firmly believe that accountability is something that as a society we absolutely need to get back to. Um, and, and when I say that, and I have been in this, I have been in this fight for a long time, you know, all the way back as a, as a low-level prosecutor through um, our nonprofit, the York Opioid Collaborative, through everything we've done in the community um, with regard to opioids. And I can tell you right now that there are certainly drug dealers out there that are full-blown addicts that need treatment. But at the same time, there are a lot of drug dealers out there that are profiting from the death that they're purveying on people. And I can tell you right now that it is critical that you hold these individuals accountable because if you don't hold them accountable, then they will not walk in fear of arrest. They will not walk in fear that there will be um, some type of repercussions for their criminal activity. I mean, and another thing you hit on, Sam, is victims. I mean, we must, must, must never forget the victim part of this equation. I mean, you know, when you hear a lot of the progressive prosecutors talk about crime and about criminal justice, I have yet to hear really any of them even mention victims. And that is a huge component to this. And so when, when you know, we forget that when you and I were kids, and I don't mean to, to, to date us, but when <laughs> we were kids, you know, if you made a mistake, you might have a hangover or, you know, I mean, it might last a day or two. In today's world, the 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 mistakes that children make could result in death. Um, and I and I don't and I'm not being dramatic about that. That's just the reality. Um, the stakes are so much higher now. And so because of that, you know, we need to do everything we can to to obviously attack the supply. Uh, but we have to hold people accountable. We have to. We have to hold people accountable. And that includes drug dealers. Uh, and I just feel uh, very strongly about that. Well, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I mean, uh, I think many folks lose sight of, I think we expect so much, too much from our police officers. When people call them, they're calling them because 
there's something occurring that they want to have stopped, right? They don't know or understand necessarily if someone's having a mental health episode or something of that nature. They just know that something's going on outside, next door, downstairs, in their living room, wherever, that they want that behave they want that to stop. Okay. And we expect our officers to be able to come in there and to be able to handle all these situations, you know, in in in, in a yeah. responsible way, as if they were experts in all these things. And while we can provide training, and we'll talk about that in the in the next segment here, but we can provide training and things like that, it doesn't automatically make them, you know, social workers. So we're gonna have to take a break here in in Dave and but I'm so excited that you're on the call here, that you're joining us for the show and explain to the people of Allegheny County, you know, what you've been able to accomplish out there in your county and what you would hope to do as attorney general. Cause I have some ideas that I think that you might like to hear when we come back, folks, we're going to take a break to pay the bills. This is uh, Sam DeMarco for the elephant in the room on WJAS 1320 AM and 99.1 FM talk. Be right back. Good afternoon, folks. That time again, time for the Elephant in the Room on WJAS 1320 AM and 99.1 FM Talk. This is your host, Sam DeMarco, joined in studio by, as always, you know, my, uh, this is tired, folks, isn't it? Our executive director, man of few words, John Schneider, and our producer, dazzling Daryl Grandy. Daryl, the man who makes all the technical things happen that allows you to hear us and our guests. Good day, Sam. It is a good day. And, you know, it's a beautiful day here in Allegheny County. And I'm excited about this show, John, because, you know, as we get close to the holidays, people are also, from an electoral standpoint, already starting to look ahead to 2024. Yes. And we are fortunate today to be joined on the phone by a friend of mine I've gotten to know over the last year and an announced candidate for Pennsylvania Attorney General in 2024. And that would be Dave Sunday who's the district attorney of York County. Dave, welcome to the show. Uh, hello, Sam. It's great to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to join you today. Well, it's great to have you. And, you know, I mean, hey, listen, you, you probably don't hear that a lot having from coming from a Marine, having been in the Navy, okay? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I am happy to hear you. And, listen, why don't you tell the folks, our listeners, you know, here in Allegheny County, a little bit about yourself. Sure, I appreciate that, Sam. And just so you know, my 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 dad was a Marine as well, uh, and so he feels the same way you do about me joining the Navy. <laughs> um, but I'm very but I'm very proud to have done done so. So you know, Sam, I am the district attorney in York County. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, York is uh, directly north of Baltimore, uh, so we kind of go from Harrisburg down to uh, the Maryland border. Um, it's a very very busy and robust DA's office, and we'll come back to that. But like you mentioned earlier, so I joined the Navy right out of high school. Um, I was 19. I went, I was an enlisted guy. I was an E1. So I swabbed decks and ship paint and I served on board a warship and we were deployed all over the world. So I was in a uh, desert strike in the Persian Gulf. I was in the Caribbean and Central and South America where I did a lot of counter uh, drug operations. And so those four years of active duty were really my formative uh, years. And so I came home, and, and you'll see here, Sam, that I had a little bit of a different path to come to this place, and I'm very proud of it. So mm-hmm. after uh, the Navy, I ended up working at UPS, and so I worked at UPS for eight years. Uh, so I did my undergrad during the day, and I worked at UPS at night, 
And then I worked at UPS during the day, and I went to law school at night. And, and I can tell you right now, during that time period, you know, I really always thought I was kind of behind. You know, a lot of my friends were, were off, and they were doing, doing things, and I was, you know, an enlisted veteran uh, who was working at UPS. But I'm going to tell you right now that um, those years were some of the best years of my life. Um, they built the foundation for a lot of the um, leadership skills that I have. Um, they helped me ultimately as a prosecutor and as a DA um, for, because I spent so much time uh, with with normal people um, that struggle through life, and and I really took time uh, to, to to learn a lot of of what they deal with, and and that's who I am coming to this. So um, after law school, I ended up uh, getting a job as a law clerk for a judge in York County, and then after um, that clerkship was over, I started working in, in the DA's office. And next year will be my 17th year um, here in York County. And so, as you can see, I have a very diverse background um, to bring me to this point. Uh, As a prosecutor, Sam, I have done everything pretty much you can imagine, all the way from the lowest level cases, all the way up to litigating uh, death penalty cases, um, tons of homicide jury trials. Uh, I ran our felony drug unit. I ran our major crimes unit. I was chief of litigation. I was a special assistant United States attorney for four years where I helped uh, coordinate uh, big federal conspiracy cases uh, from York County and federal court. Um, But I'm going to tell you, Sam, the reason why we're talking today and and why I'm running for attorney general is because of all of the things that I have done and my passion, not only for holding people accountable, but for for attacking a lot of the causes of crime. Uh, And and I'm sure we'll take a dive into this. Mm -hmm. But in York County right now, which is one of the the highest criminal dockets in the state, uh, we've decreased crime by 40 percent from the 10 year high, uh, which equates to around 30 percent during the time that I have been uh, the elected D.A. Uh, Similar to Allegheny County and a lot of other counties throughout the Commonwealth, um, we have had an absolute terrible opioid epidemic that has really decimated um, this community families in this community. And, and that really um, was where I started down the prevention path. And this is going on probably close to eight or nine years ago uh, when we first started attacking opioids um, from the prevention side of it. And we can come back into that. With regard to mental health, Sam, we have a tremendous mental health crisis um, in the country, in the Commonwealth, in York County. And, and, mm-hmm. and I can tell you right now that we have gone all hands on deck to attack the mental health crisis, to help people um, get treatment for their mental health, um, for mental health crisis is causing a lot of the crime that we see around us. And a third prong of the stool, Sam, is what's called reentry. And so uh, when I worked at UPS, I worked with a lot of people that were maybe on work release, people that have had second chances. And I'm going to tell you right now, some of the hardest workers, I mean, there's magic that happens when someone recognizes within themselves that they have the power to change their own lives. And, and I never forgot that. And so we collaborate here in York County with uh, manufacturers in the community, with, with employers. And um, Harley-Davidson is one of the companies that does this for us. But we get people into, into jobs after they've been held accountable. And that's the key, Sam, is accountability. You have to have both. And so on the one hand, we attack crime head on. We do everything we can to hold violent criminals accountable, um, child predators people that are, you know, abusing the elderly, rape, all those serious crimes. And at the same time, we embrace what I call redemption on the other end. Well, Dave, I think, you know, a couple of the reasons why 
you and I, I think, hit it off when we first met starting about a year ago, is similar backgrounds. You know, like you, you know, I went to high school and left high school and directly joined the Marine Corps. It was after that that I went to college. So, you know, you, you, when you talk about your background, it should be something that many of the hardworking blue-collar folks in Allegheny County and across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania can identify with, you know? Not somebody born with a silver spoon in their mouth or anything like that, but somebody who worked their rear end off, you know, as you said, working during the days at UPS so you could go to school at night. And uh, so I think, you know, as you said, I think that is ev- that's evidence of the hard work or the, the high work ethic that your parents and that you have instilled in yourself. And I think that's uh, something that folks could look forward to as an attribute, you know, or a good characteristic of you as, as a particular candidate. Bodes well for somebody that's going to run for statewide office, you know, and, and going to traverse the 67 counties here in Pennsylvania. Because, you know, we're not Delaware or Rhode Island, my friend. You, you're taking on quite a, quite a chore here. No, absolutely. I understand that, Sam. And, uh, you know, this for me is mission-based. I mean, for, I have a son who's in third grade. Uh, I'm married. And what I have seen, not only through my life as an enlisted guy in the military, through my time at UPS, as a prosecutor um, who's been in the trenches, you know, what I can tell you is we have a community that's hungry for what I call accountability. Um, I want to see a society where we do hold people accountable, where we do decrease crime like we have here uh, in York County. Um, and because, Sam, until we get wrap our hands around that and until we, we embrace the fact that it is a critical component to healthy, a healthy life, um, to a healthy business environment, to healthy families, uh, we're never going to move ahead as a society. And, and for me, I mean, this is my passion. I, I love being the elected district attorney. I love being a prosecutor. And that is the exact same passion and drive as to why I'm excited about campaigning in 67 counties. And I'm really looking forward to this. Well, and, and you know, again, when you talk about the background, <clears throat> one of the things that intrigued me, you know, and drew me to you was the fact that you, you stressed the need for accountability, you know, to pay your debt to society but also you providing programs and opportunity for redemption, you know, for second chances, as you put it, for reentry back into society where folks can help grow, recognizing, as you said before, that they're in control of their life, you know, and that they don't have to continue down the road, that those mistakes or poor choices they made previously, you know, are not going to, I don't want to say stay with them for the rest of their life, but are, are not going to, you know, um, penalize them for the rest of their life, okay? And, and, and that's the thing I think so many lose sight of. I mean, here in Allegheny County, you know, we have, you have folks like myself who are law and order folks, and then you have the progressives who want to run around talking about, well, we just can't incarcerate people. We just can't do this or that because uh, that doesn't work, okay? But at the same time, we need to keep people safe and folks who commit crimes and break our laws need to be held accountable. You know, I'm all for folks taking the time or opportunity to delve into the quote unquote root causes that they're always looking for. But I don't believe that that means that we, we stop, you know, holding folks accountable and prosecuting as we know how today. And I think that's what we need. We need that. We need that blend, right? So, you know, the, the do gooders are the progressives that believe that, that alternative methods should be better. Great. Go out there 
do studies, you know, do proof of concepts, and you can work on and improve it. In the meantime, you know, our job is to stop the people that are taking and shooting, raping, and killing people off the streets. You know, exactly. And, yeah. So, and I, I think exactly. you, you in your career and the things you've accomplished, I think you've struck a great balance there in trying to do that. And, and what, as you pointed out, just north of Baltimore is a high crime, could be a high crime area. You know. <laughs> so. Oh, absolutely. You know, if I may, Sam, real quick, one yes, of sir. the things I'll give you a prime example. So, um, York County. So we were. Uh, one of the leaders in the country for prosecuting people for a crime called drug delivery resulting in death. So when a drug dealer de- delivers a drug, you know, drugs to an individual and that person dies as a result of the drugs that someone's dealing, uh, if the circumstances are appropriate, we charge them for drug delivery resulting in death. And again, we were one of the, the, the most active counties in the country uh, for that. At the same time, Sam, we have also, as a collective body here, um, and I was one of the founding members of this, we started a nonprofit called the York Opioid Collaborative, where we do everything we can to help um, de- decrease barriers to treatment. We do everything we can to, to educate the community, to work with the community. I mean, our board is made up of everything from the faith-based community to uh, police chiefs, to people that are, um, that we, to doctors, physicians. And so it's critical that that people understand that it is not mutually exclusive to ensure you hold people accountable. You decrease decrease crime. okay, and at the same time, embrace redemption for those individuals that have already been held accountable, Mm -hmm. Um, because 95 percent of every single person that goes into prison is coming back out. And when you think about those numbers as a society, what do we want those people to do? I want them to recognize that they have the power within themselves, that government doesn't have to do it for them, that they can take control of their lives, that they can be business owners, that they can be together with their family, take care of their children, uh, pay their taxes, pay their restitution to victims. And I think that that's really the place where we need to go. And we have a long track record of doing that here where I sit as the elected district attorney, which, as I said, has resulted in a almost 40 percent decrease in crime but also a tremendous decrease in the amount of, of taxpayer costs into the criminal justice system. Millions of dollars a year are saved as a result of decreasing crime through what I call um, maximum engagement by law enforcement. Well, I mean, that, that's where I see you having great appeal you know, within the Commonwealth. You know, again, the focus on accountability, but also... Uh, programs and things like that in place for retraining, for redemption, you know, for folks who are recognizing this, and then providing programs that give them the opportunity, you know, to get their diplomas or to receive alternative training or things of that nature, you know, so that when they do get uh, released, they're able to reenter society and be productive citizens. Absolutely. You know, another point real quick that I want to make, Sam, mm-hmm. and this is the first time that we've done this uh, show. And so, you know, I apologize if I'm throwing a lot out there at you. No, but, love to hear it. Um, love to hear it. Another another huge part of this is the mental health crisis. So we have a tremendous mental health crisis, and that is a crisis of a lot. There's a lot of different reasons for that. But the reality is that our police officers every day are being called to do mental health calls. And as a result of that, um, they're often in harm's way. 
um, or they're going to a situation where they really don't know what to do with these individuals. So uh, we obviously, like some other places have, we have em- embraced the co-responder model. Um, but at the same time, it's important for people to remember, and I think this, and I think you touched on this earlier, that you can't forget accountability. And so with initiatives like this, the police are the ones that make the decision. Is this a safe situation? The police go first. Should this person be arrested? Is this a person who may not have committed um, a crime that is just having a mental health crisis? Let's bring in this co-responder, this trained mental health professional, to get them to a place where they can have an assessment done. And it's amazing because through our co-responder initiative, we have been able to save, I mean, thousands of hours of police time where instead of sitting in an emergency room, that trained police officer is out on the street investigating um, the serious crimes where we want police um, to be. And so we have partnered with our regional health care provider, uh, WellSpan. We also have UPMC here in York as well, and we're in talks with UPMC um, to really bring everybody to the table um, to continue to collaborate and, and make sure our police have the tools to do their job if people with, I mean, our prisons aren't made to be mental health treatment centers. <laughs> like, no. I mean, it, it's a tremendously sad state of affairs we're in with regard to that. And, you know, God willing, I'm elected attorney general. That's something that I'm going to put a tremendous amount of focus into. Well, and, and you bring up a great point there. And, you know, that's the, well, the co-responder um, program is working for you folks. In Allegheny County, we really don't have that yet, but we do have programs similar. Like I know, a lot of our municipal police departments are very thrilled with the help they can get from a program called the Resolve Crisis Centers. The issue, though, is that we don't have enough staff, you know? Right. And sometimes the officers will be on scene and they're calling for the for someone from the crisis center to come. It's difficult. And I, you know, I, I after hear, hearing testimonials in regards to how well the officers liked the program and how they felt it was effective, you know, I went to the head of our human services and said, hey, you know, how much money do we need? Because I would advocate for it in the budget to increase the staffing in this area because of the delays, you know, in getting someone out there. And she said, Sam, it's not about the money. She says, we can't spend down the money we have allocated now. She said it was about, it's actually about the personnel. Just, Mm. they just don't have the staffing levels, you know, and they meet with UPMC here locally, you know, every other week to talk about how they can take and increase the staffing levels. But you know, all these things um, come into play here as we start to look at some of the challenges that we as a society have and which affect the quality of life, you know, in our municipalities or where we live. You know, we talk about crime. You know, I have a colleague on county council that just did a walk around with another radio personality here in town who said that no drug dealers should ever be arrested because she says, well, when, when one gets arrested, then the people that they sell to, well, they just go looking for somebody else or another dealer and that other dealer that could be fentanyl there and puts them at risk. And I, you know, they, folks completely lose sight of the fact, well, what about the families of the victims? What about the families of the people who they sold drugs to, who, as you pointed out, you know, in your program, you prosecute drug delivery resulting in death. Okay. What do they tell the parents, the siblings, the children, spouse, you know, of those folks, when they say, well, we should never arrest, you know, a, a drug dealer, they advocate for complete legalization of drugs and things of that nature. If you were elected attorney general, 
What would you advocate for at the state level? What do you believe that your office could do to try to help address the mental health and the substance abuse crisis that we're suffering or currently undergoing here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? Well, I think to start, a couple points I want to make here. So, so the first part is with regard to, we'll start with mental health. So a lot of the things that we do um, in, in York County are initiatives that easily, well, not easily, but, but generally could be um, mirrored in other places. Um, and it's not just York County that's doing these things. So I'm on the executive board of the District Attorneys Association for the state. Um, and, and as such, I work with many, many of the elected DAs all throughout um, Pennsylvania. And so I am sort of privy to a lot of these different initiatives that other people have done um, that have been fantastic and things that, that we all sort of learn from, from each other, Sam. Mm-hmm. And, and as attorney general, what the attorney general can do is really go to each of these different places, these district attorneys, and sit down with them. And essentially, this is part one to this, is, is offer to help. Whatever you need, we're here for you in any capacity that we legally can be to assist you with what you're doing. Um, the attorney general has the bully pulpit uh, with regard to arguing publicly uh, for different policy positions, um, for different budgetary considerations statewide, and, and for different things that could impact and help these district attorneys. I mean, you have a lot of DAs throughout the Commonwealth who are maybe, Sam, they're at smaller counties. So you're sitting in the second largest DA's office uh, jurisdiction in the Commonwealth. Um, but many of these counties are small counties where they might only have one or two elected DA's um, or one or two D, uh, prosecutors. Obviously, they all have only one elected DA. And so a lot of them do not have the time to take deep dives into these policy issues like those of us do that have the resources. Mm-hmm. And so you want to offer expertise. You want to offer assistance. You want to offer um, sitting down with them and, and even with maybe their health care providers and different people in the community and explain how to do this. You want to be able to provide the, re- the whatever available, available resources you have to support the police in every jurisdiction. You know, what can we do to help the police and to help law enforcement get the job done. Um, turning back to uh, substance abuse, you know, one of the issues there is to start with, and I just want to make a comment about something you said, and that is not, not arresting drug dealers. So the reality is I firmly believe that accountability is something that as a society we absolutely need to get back to. Um, and, and when I say that, and I have been in this, I have been in this fight for a long time, you know, all the way back as a, as a low-level prosecutor through um, our nonprofit, the York Opioid Collaborative, through everything we've done in the community um, with regard to opioids. And I can tell you right now that there are certainly drug dealers out there that are full-blown addicts that need treatment. But at the same time, there are a lot of drug dealers out there that are profiting from the death that they're purveying on people. And I can tell you right now that it is critical that you hold these individuals accountable because if you don't hold them accountable, then they will not walk in fear of arrest. They will not walk in fear that there will be um, some type of repercussions for their criminal activity. I mean, and another thing you hit on, Sam, is victims. I mean, we must, must, must never forget the victim part of this equation. 
I mean, you know, when you hear a lot of the progressive prosecutors talk about crime and about criminal justice, I have yet to hear really any of them even mention victims. And that is a huge component to this. And so when when you know we forget that when you and I were kids, and I don't mean to, to, to date us, but when <laughs> we were kids, you know, if you made a mistake, you might have a hangover or, you know, I mean, it might last a day or two. In today's world, the 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 mistakes that children make could result in death. Um, and I and I don't and I'm not being dramatic about that. That's just the reality. Um, the stakes are so much higher now. And so because of that, you know, we need to do everything we can to to obviously attack the supply, uh, but we have to hold people accountable. We have to. We have to hold people accountable. And that includes drug dealers. Uh, and I just feel uh, very strongly about that. Well, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I mean, uh, I think many folks lose sight of, I think we expect so much, too much from our police officers. When people call them, they're calling them because there's something occurring that they want to have stopped, right? They don't know or understand necessarily if someone's having a mental health episode or something of that nature. They just know that something's going on outside, next door, downstairs, in their living room, wherever, that they want that behavior, they want that to stop, okay? And we expect our officers to be able to come in there and to be able to handle all these situations, you know, in, 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 in a yeah. responsible way as if they were experts in all these things. And while we can provide training, and we'll talk about that in the, in the next segment here, but we can provide training and things like that, it doesn't automatically make them, you know, social workers. So we're going to have to take a break here, and, and Dave, and but I'm so excited that you're on the call here, that you're joining us for the show, and explain to the people of Allegheny County, you know, what you've been able to accomplish out there in your county and what you would hope to do as Attorney General, because I have some ideas that I think that you might like to hear when we come back. Folks, we're going to take a break to pay the bills. This is uh, Sam DeMarco for The Elephant in the Room on WJAS, 1320 AM and 99.1 FM Talk. Be right back. <laughs> 